This podcast is a ministry of Christian Life Center in Berwyn, Illinois. Our goal is to create a real faith for the real world, and we hope this helps you grow. For more information at Christian Life Center, visit us at our website, www.berwynag.org. Thank you. I want to talk to you out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Just stick a thumb in it and we'll get back there. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Please forgive me. A little bit under the weather this morning. Okay, how many of you guys like food? Praise God. It's the easiest. It's the easiest way to get an amen. How many of you guys have a favorite restaurant? You, like, that's your jam, right? That's, if you're like me, you literally get giddy when your favorite dish comes out. I was out to eat with my friend Daman um, for his wife's birthday, and this cauldron of boiling cheese and steak comes out from the back. And both Daman and I's face kind of just... Like, you ever see the movie The Grinch, then the smile grows for like 30 seconds? And we began to giggle next to each other. And honestly, probably lust a little bit over the meal. I love food, and I love when my favorite food comes out because I get happy. And I love taking that napkin that's so unnecessarily folded neat and ripping it open to grab my tools of glory that I am about to go to battle with. (laughs) And as I unsheathe the knife and grasp the fork, I look, and there is the crust of somebody's leftover food left on my fork. My spirit goes dark. (laughs) And as I request... The waiter or waitress to come over and say, get thee from my presence. She brings the second set and anxiously I unwrap and find that the cheese sauce from last week's special is still crusted on the knife and the fork. And repeatedly, repeatedly, I request again for new utensils, but every utensil that I find seems to be unfit for the task I'd like to use it for. Today I want to talk to you about being unfit for duty. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2, 20-21. In a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. Made holy, useful to the master, prepared to do any good work. The youth is going through a very large change. We're changing the name of the youth, the direction of the youth, the purpose for the youth. God has given new vision for the youth. And all of this comes from Ephesians 2.10 where it tells us that we are God's craftsmanship, His handiwork created for good purposes. You see, like it or not, saved or unsaved, we are all utensils for God. Just whether we're being used or not is the difference. You see, we have all, all of mankind was created in the image of God. 
You're not created in the image of God once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. From the moment of time, we were created in his image. It's just what we allow in and out of our life depends on whether we can be used for the very purpose that we were designed for. But see, what happens, church, and Paul, I want to remind you, is not writing to the unsaved, but writing to the saved. He's writing to the church, being pastored by Timothy at this point. And he is saying that among you, there are those with great talent, great ability, designed to be used for the purpose of the kingdom, but they are mixing the ungodly with the godly, the unclean with the clean. Or like I use in this illustration here, they're taking dirty dishes and throwing them into clean spots. Every time you come across a dirty instrument or utensil at a restaurant, do you use it? No. No. You take a pass on it. And you look for the next clean one you can find. Church, can I tell you that God is searching the land this morning, looking for those who are fit for duty, those who have not compromised their life with the unclean, those who have set themselves apart and were sanctified so that he can use them. He searches the land from the east to the west, and he has a desire to use his people. Sadly, he's taking the pass on a lot of us. We have allowed sin, not just physical or sins of the body, but also sins of the mind, sins of pride, arrogance, bitterness, hatefulness. We've allowed our personal opinions get in the way of our purpose in his kingdom. And these things, as it says in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 1, it says these things that hinder and entangle us so easily are removing us from our purpose. Nothing will separate you from your purpose, your design from God, faster than sin. The truth of the matter, pride and purpose cannot coexist. And God searches the land. Searches through Berwyn and Cicero and Chicago. He searches through Brookfield and Lyons. And he's looking, who is fit? Who is ready? You see, the truth of the matter, church, is that there are broken people. This world is going to hell in a handbasket and quickly. There are those who walk around this day not knowing if it's worth living another day tomorrow. There are those who are broken and who are hopeless and who are hurting. Those who sit next to you on the train as you go to work every day. Those who are in the cubicle next to your job at work. There are people who are so broken that they think that there is no hope in this life. And God is looking at you to see, are you fit for my will in your life? Can you do what I've purposed you to do or are you unfit for duty? Do I need to find someone else? Sometimes we get so prideful in our giftings and our talents, and we just like the idea of being gifted and talented. I would love to play guitar like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Would love to. I can't, in case you're wondering. But it wouldn't be enough for me just to play or to know I can play that way. I would want to play that way. 
But see, sometimes we get so arrogant. Oh, I have the gifting of this. Oh, I have the spiritual gifting of this. I can walk on water. I can fly. And we love to talk about our giftings, but the truth of the matter is, any time that gifting is ready to be used, God has to take a pass on our life because we are so unfit for duty that he has to find someone else who is. I have the gifting of such and such. Well, I went to four different prophets, and I flew there under my own strength, and he told me this, but even still, we're not fit. And God goes, good, I have a word to give, but I can't give it to you. I have to use them because you're still battling with A, B, and C. And by battling, I mean you allow it into your life. Christians just like the term battling because it makes we, us think that we're actually fighting against something that we willingly allow in our life. So God searches churches of Illinois and the United States, and he's just looking, where are mine that are fit? See, the sad part is, when someone is then being used by God, we become envious of them and bitter towards them. And things like, who do they think they are, comes out of their mouth. Church, are we fit for duty this morning? Look at the numbers of suicide in Illinois. Look at the number of hopelessness those who kill themselves every day who say, I got nothing left. Gia, how many children do you walk past at Morton West that are hopeless? How many people in your jobs just need to know Jesus? How many marriages just need Jesus? How many broken and hurting family members? How many addicts need Jesus? How many people need to be set free from the love of Jesus Christ? And, and, and they're looking and they're reaching and they're hungry, but everyone around them that is Christian is unfit for duty. Regardless if they come on Sundays and Wednesdays. You know, the holy folks, the two-day-a-weekers. I'm going to tell you something. I was stuck in alcoholism for a long time. A very large chunk of my life, I'm only 33, I was an alcoholic for 10 years. The third of my life. The life I thought I was living fails to compare to a life lived in the will of Jesus Christ. What I thought was a good time in a bar fails to watching someone bow their knee to Jesus Christ and be restored in an instant. When a youth comes to me and says, Pastor, I want to get my life right with Jesus, how do I do it? And I'm able to pray with them and lead them into a right relationship with Jesus. It is better than any thrill ride I've ever stepped onto, and I am an adrenaline junkie. It's what I live on. There is no life like the life lived in the will of God. And the only way you can live in the will of God is to be fit for duty. Or as Paul wrote to Timothy, cleanse yourself from this common stuff. Because you were not designed for common tasks and common deeds. You were designed for holy things. Holy purposes. Don't sell yourself short as I preach to the youth. Don't sell it all. You are worth Everything to Jesus. And his plan includes you. And your purpose takes a gigantic portion of what he wants to do in your life and in your family's life and in this city. But we need to be found fit for duty, church. The church has been infiltrated by the world. 
There are more patterns of this world found in American churches today than ever before. Our programs reflect worldly programs. Our bands reflect worldly bands. I work with a gentleman who's an atheist, and he goes to a church, and he goes there because he just likes the band, has no idea what worship is. No idea what the words he's singing, he just likes the music. There's a problem with this church. Have we desired so much to fit in that we've become unfit for God? Have we desired to blend in and then we're going to sneak attack for Jesus or whatever lie we told ourselves about our insecurity and our doubt in Christ? Have we done it so much to the point that we are no longer fit for duty? Do we look different than the world? Do we love different than the world? Do we have hope for a hopeless world? Or are we unfit to carry the gospel? Here's what I like about Jesus. That even when we screw up, he's more willing to sit next to you and get you back on the right track than he is to cast you aside. How about it, Ron? He's more willing to kind of get in your face in a loving manner and say, hey, I want to use you. I have destined you for great things and great purposes. I have, I have filled your life with talents to be used for my glory. But I need you to get right with me so that I can use you. So that I can show you a life worth living. I think one of the reasons why depression and suicide and all these dark thoughts in America are so prominent today is because we've lost a hold of our purpose. We've lost a hold of who we are. And we've tried to fill these voids and these gaps with the things the world has to offer. But all that is is a, a false fake gold covering on a, a worthless garbage that leaves us hollow and broken inside. And so all we have left is darkness. Because the only life worth living is life in the light. In the will of God. Fit for his duty. This country needs us, church. Your friends need us. Your family needs us. Those marriages you, you thought of instantly when I said the broken marriages need us. They need Christians that are fit for duty. You notice I don't say Christians who can quote uh, some random scripture they memorized. Christians that wear the t-shirt, you know, t-shirt Christians. Talking real Christians. Those who are fit, those who are found, who said, that is my old life, and it is dead in the grave, and this is my new life, and I will not crawl back into that grave. For I am separated and set apart and sanctified for his glory. And the special purpose, the purpose of gold and silver that I was designed for from my very youth, I now will step into it under the power of the Holy Spirit. And I will not taint my life with common things. Church, that's what Jesus desires for us this morning.
for everybody who's in this seat, every heart that is in here. He desires that we would get right with him and that we would be fit for his duty and for his glory. So I'm going to ask you this. Why don't you go ahead and bow your heads, close your eyes for me. I don't need any music playing. I don't want an altar call. The question is simple. If God manifested himself right here up on this stage and he looked you directly in the eyes, would you be found fit? Would you be found fit for the purpose that he has given you? Would you be found fit for his design and his will for your life? Or would he have to move on to the person on your left or your right? Have you held on to that bitterness too long, that unforgiveness too long? Have you been struggling with that same sin for too long? What has taken you from the ability to fulfill the purpose that God has for you? I really want you to ask him this morning, God, am I fit? God, am I fit for duty this morning? Am I prepared? Am I ready? If this morning you're saying, you know what? I know that question. I know that answer. And I know I got some stuff in my life that is causing me to be unfit for God. But you know what? I don't want another day to go by that I'm not fit for duty. If that is you this morning, I'm just going to ask you to stand up right where you're at in boldness. Amen. 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 I'm standing with you. I don't want to go another day unused by my king. I don't want to go another day that, that, that he may look past me for a certain task. I'm just going to ask you to keep your eyes closed, and I want to pray over you. And as I pray, I want you to, to begin to speak to God. I want him, you to ask him to be able to reveal these things, even the things you don't know, and bring them to the forefront of your mind so that you can, you can see and know these things that you, you are going to to. to Cleanse yourself of. Heavenly Father, I ask and I pray that you would make it known to us everything that is in our life that is common. Lord, I know and I believe because your word says it, Lord, that the, our life, every life in this place was destined for a great purpose. A holy purpose, a noble purpose, Lord God. I ask, Lord, that you would reveal to us right now these things, these common tasks or these common uh, uh, things in our life that have taken the place of you, that have removed us from your purpose. Lord, I ask and I pray that your will would be done in our life, Lord, that we would live the only life worth living, and that is the life in your will. Lord, give us the boldness to, to, to take a stand and say no against the temptations of this world. 
Lord, I pray that you would give us the boldness to stand against uh, fitting in or being common in, in workplace or in schools. Lord, let us shine for your glory. Lord, I ask that we would be found fit for your duty. Your mighty name, Lord, I ask and I pray. Find us fit, Jesus. And if we are not, help us get there. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. We hope you were blessed by it. If there's anything that we can do to help you further your relationship with God, we would love to be a part of it. You can contact us through our website, www.berwinag.org. Thank you, and God bless.